0: Okay, well, now, have you ever been overwhelmed by the amount of fancy packaging used when purchasing luxury goods? And maybe you've wondered whether that's not exactly great for the environment. Well, as Carolyn Wright finds out in Your Money, uh, things are changing. Uh, Good morning, Carolyn.
1: Good morning. Sustainability and green technology are a hot topic for pretty much everyone, including Hong Kong's government nowadays. Today, we're going to take a dive into what the luxury retail sector is doing to align itself with those goals. I'm joined by Robert Lockyer, who is Founder and Chief Client Officer at Delta Global. Thanks for joining me today, Robert. Thanks, Caroline. Now, as we said, Hong Kong's government has set itself out to be a hub for green tech. Delta Global chose the city as its hub for APAC. So tell us just a little bit about what business you're in and why you chose Hong Kong as a hub.
0: Our business is um, ostensibly a luxury packaging business. That's the sort of the outside looking in version. Inside looking out, we're a collaborative, design-led, creative, innovation, sustainability-led um, packaging business, working in the premium and luxury sector. We set up in Hong Kong seven-strike eight years ago. Primarily because we saw that as, as, as very large growth, we saw it as having an appetite for what we wanted to talk about and really it came off the back of an opportunity that we had uh, with one of the brand houses here and literally in the space of an afternoon decided ultimately to, to set up then and it's, it's gone from strength to strength since.
1: Now, tell us a little bit about the business of sustainable packaging. I think probably a lot of us are, are familiar nowadays say if you order food online, it'll be like, you know, you don't want to have any cutlery with it. And if you go to the shop, then you must remember to bring your own shopping bag and that kind of thing. Where are you at in this?
0: Well, but where we're at is, is just trying to engage the different departments across all the different businesses because what we de- generally tend to find in a lot of businesses luxury is no different to, to anywhere else is that there's, there's different departments that sometimes just aren't connected. So you might have a, a procurement department that has a metric, a marketing department has a metric, or a brand department has a metric, customer experience has a metric. The key thing with all of these is to bring those together so they're operating together and if they do that then we can drive the sustainability message. The key message that, that that we talk about is having that open mindedness. The fact that at the beginning it's probably going to cost you more money, but it's certainly not going to cost you the earth. And that's our our, our kind of our takeaway. And, and yes, it's a bit of an opening statement. We have a something that we work very closely with all the brands we work with. And ultimately, what we want to do is produce less packaging, but for more brands. And it's part of that sort of educational process that we want to work with. And ultimately, for for a business that that produces packaging to say that we want to make less is quite a paradoxical conversation. But that, that's what it's about. That's the engagement, that's the honesty, that's the level at which we're at. And ultimately that's what we're, we're here to try and do.
1: And how hard is it? Because certainly from my <laughs> experience, kind of the more luxury a retailer you go into, the fancier the packaging tends to be and the kind of layering yeah. and all of those kind of aspects that do add to Correct. the whole deal.
0: Absolutely, it does. and. and- what we're trying to do is still create the customer experience but take away the layering use the packaging to message whether that be an in real life store or whether that be online actually make it work make it earn its living so to speak yes there is a customer experience there's nothing wrong with aspiration there's nothing wrong ultimately with luxury but luxury and sustainability have to go hand in hand but one can't go without the other ultimately
1: And um, in your experience what have customers been happy to pay maybe even a little bit extra for something that is a su- seen as a more sustainable product c- and a package
0: very much so i mean there's 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 many reports across many of the consulting companies around the world that particularly in china and 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 in the apac regions there is a a a, a definite appetite for for sustainability and the uh, being prepared to pay for, for more If they know it's a sustainable brand, if they know it's sustainably uh, sourced, if it's sustainably packed, there's a myriad of data suggesting that that is in fact the case. And I think what we've seen with the millennials, the Gen Zs, um, and then obviously through education, this is where it's going to, 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 to be changed. It's that... That momentum that's got to continue.
1: Are there any interesting examples of projects that you've been involved in that are going on here in Hong Kong with regards to reusing and recycling packaging? Yeah
0: there's a particularly interesting luxury children's wear uh, pre-loved business that we're starting to engage with Um, and as we both know children's clothes have the shortest lifespan because obviously children are growing and we've been sort of working with the with the founder of that business for some time now and trying to find a way of how we can use not only what they're doing but the packaging it's going out in is educational um, so we we spend a lot of time understanding the business, but a lot of time the the route in which the the products come in and go out so we're mid process at the moment, helping with this incubator brand as part of our purpose led part of our business to design a box that is used to send the goods to the customer but also in in the design process, rather than making a particularly special box in the design process on the inside, because that's the bit that you see the most when it arrives, we're doing a lot of work in terms of what do I do with this box? Do I use it for storage? Can I repurpose it? Can I reuse it? Can I regift it? But ultimately the messaging is about fill the box as your children grow with the items and then send them back to us to resell. We think that, that box can probably be used three to four times there and back. We're trying to educate the purchaser, but also educate the, the children the the the, the goods are for. And ultimately the, the the box can be used. If it becomes end of life when it's with the purchaser, then the design inside can also be coloured in by the children. So it's just all these little things that we're adding to innovation to try and just continually keep pushing the message of what we're trying to achieve in a sustainability uh, environment.
1: And make it all part of that cycle. Now one difficulty with sustainability and green sort of trends is the fact that we're talking a lot nowadays about greenwashing. So you know brands can say they're great but you need to be able to be traceable and have the data there that proves what you're doing is what it says it is on the tin kind of a thing.
0: Yeah. I think the key to all of this is, is move away from making statements. You know, we, we see lots of different statements. I saw one in, in, in Hong Kong this week, Earth Hour, and uh, uh, getting businesses to turn the lights off in their buildings for an hour. And then at 8.30, all the lights came back on again. What was the point of that? I couldn't get my head around that at all. But I think the key is understanding that sustainability is a journey, it's not a destination. And if, you, if you're not doing a good job, then put your hands up. Say you're not doing a great job because you'll get better engagement from your, your potential customers, your potential peers. If you actually say, Do you know what? We're not doing it right, but we want to engage. We want to engage with the right companies to help us. We want to have an open, transparent conversation with the right people like us um, to say, okay, let's go on the journey. Let's get back to centre first of all and understand we're not doing it. Let's be honest about it. Let's be transparent and let's create those bridges and steps to get to where we want to start t- to be at. But always, always remember, it's a, it's a moving target. It is a journey, not a destination. And that's the thing I cannot emphasize enough when I'm talking to brands and businesses, that you're not gonna make it happen overnight. You have to get every single department within the business to engage in what you're doing.
1: And how important do you think it is that governments like Hong Kong's introduce things like bag levies?
0: Literally could not encourage it enough because that's part of the educational process. I think one of the other things that the the Hong Kong government could do is introduce it into the school curriculums. Because if we can start with the education, because we've got this big gap between schools and Gen Zs uh, at the moment, if we can start it and put it on the school curriculum, that's where it's really gonna gain the momentum in the longer term. Because like I was saying earlier, it's not about just the here and now, it's longer term and it starts with education.
1: So what do you think kids do need to be learning? You know, we've got some amazing advocates out there, like Greta Thunberg is the one who obviously comes to to mind, and she was clearly well-informed at a very young age. (laughs) What should schools be looking at teaching kids? It, it
0: should just be teaching the fundamental basics. You know, we look at things like convenience. We all live and die by our, by our iPhones and our iPads and uh, every form of social media and connections. We've got chat GPT that's just been launched, which is, you know, are we gonna end up living in small boxes at some point? I'm not sure, but um, I think that the key really is just the fundamental basics. One of the examples we were talking to a business the other day about, particularly in the UK, Back in the fifties, we used to deliver milk to the doorstep. We used to deliver it on electric vehicles. And what are we doing now? Oh, let's go back to electric vehicles. And I think it's just the fundamental basics and and demystify and debunk some of the the greenwashing things that you've spoken about, some of the statement things you've spoken about. It's it's a it's almost a way of life. And I think we've got to start thinking more about. It's not just a convenience world that we live in. We've got to start really thinking about longer term prospects, longer-term targets, longer-term initiatives that are actually going to try and stop where, where we're going with the world.
1: You mentioned earlier on that your experience so far on your trip to Hong Kong, you, you weren't necessarily particularly impressed with Earth Hour. No. Is there anything good that you've seen happening here and that, uh, that you're aware of? Oh, with completely, your yeah. I, mean, yeah.
0: I, I, I went to the French uh, Chamber Luxury Symposium and there was a real momentum gaining there that Hong Kong has to build back, but build back better and it's the bit at the end that I really, really liked in that embracing of sustainability, embracing of building back better, but just importantly about the people. In, in our business, we are, we are you know, a completely people-centric business across the globe wherever we're operating, and if we can put all of these sort of pieces together, break it down into smaller chunks, stop with the, the big statements. Smaller chunks, you'll get progress quicker if you take smaller steps rather than try to take giant leaps and giant statements.
1: Thank you so much for your insights today. That's Robert Lockyer, founder and chief client officer at Delta Global.